Alrighty, 13, 12, 69, if you want to have your say, Marcus Paul in the morning. Van Badham, wonderful writer from The Guardian Australia and host week on Wednesdays, one of the most politically, uh, well, search, it's a political podcast, and it's also in the top five in the country. Thank you very much. Van, good morning to you. Oh, Marcus, you are a darling. Hello, good morning. It's a shit show. <clears throat> oh, it is. It is. Hey. What a shock it was to hear a politician sound like a person on TV yesterday describing the situation as precisely everybody else. Well, you say Bill Shorten went on afternoon briefing yesterday and said the quiet part out loud and it was freaking glorious. Here we go. People are sick of the political class. So let me just say for the record as a politician, the vaccine rollout in Australia is a shit show, Patricia. (laughs) It is just a mess. Hmm. I still can't believe it. Well, somebody messaged me not long ago on the program and said, Anthony Albanese, you shouldn't use that sort of language. And I had to remind them that it was an Albo, it was Bill Shorten. They came back and said that that kind of thing, regardless of who it is, is unacceptable. Well, I think normally it would be, but I'll give him a pass on this. I mean, I don't want to hear politicians talking like that either. But to be perfectly frank, he's probably got to the point, like many have, of just being tired and utterly frustrated with the incompetence of Scott Morrison and his government. Oh, it's unbelievable. It's a, it's, it is genuinely a disaster. And I say this to people, are you really more concerned about swearing? What about the fact that there is a growing outbreak in New South Wales because for some reason Australia hasn't got a proper vaccination program? I mean, that's what I'm angry about. Yep. Swearing is the least of our problems now. And if it takes someone actually dropping the S-bomb on TV to put this in context and put the pressure on the government to actually get their act together mm. and sort us out, well, it's it's a small price to pay, frankly. Well, I think so. And look, I again, um, this is a um, an adult program. Far worse goes to air on the FM band, so I'm not that concerned about... Uh, you know that running to air, but look, it's it's newsworthy. Absolutely, uh, he addressed it again this morning on national television. He didn't back away from it either, and good on him for doing so. Uh, I mean, we we really, unfortunately, have been let down. We are, as Andrew Lee mentioned on the program earlier this morning, we're almost dead last when it comes to developed nations and a vaccine rollout. I always say we deserve a hell of a lot better. Oh, of course we do. I mean, we had an incredible opportunity in this country as a country essentially the world's biggest moat to actually stop the coronavirus from getting in and doing to our country and our people and our economy what Mm. it's done in other places. We had what I would describe as a blessed window where we had the chance to roll out the vaccines, get people protected and, and knock this thing over. And that didn't happen and every day we learn more details about the incompetence of the Morrison Liberal National Government in responding to the crisis and there's been poor messaging we've had months of is AstraZeneca okay or is Pfizer better are we getting more Pfizer who's organizing the vaccines where are they going to be delivered who qualifies for them 
every day you hear another report about there's a guy in Sydney who's had four vaccinations. He's had one each of AstraZeneca, one each of Pfizer. And yet there are people with profound disabilities who are not being able to access the, the vaccine. You know, people who are immunocompromised who are, who are struggling to get support, and yet kids from one of Australia's most expensive private schools <laughs> who all get bussed off to get inoculations. Mm. What is going on? Well, and uh, it's frustrating. The frustrating thing about this is that it's very rarely called out. Uh, and look, I... I don't mean to, to pick on fellow journos, but front page of the News Corp papers today, after months and months of, of you know, all this uh, uh, blustering, you know, they have a call to arms. The pandemic is beating Australia. Lockdowns and fear, not vaccines and hope, are winning. We are fed up with petty politics, finger-pointing and division. This from a mob who did everything they could to run Daniel Andrews out of office and now all of a sudden New South Wales and Sydney are in trouble and they're bending over backwards to help. So I just find it quite pathetic saying they're fed up with petty politics. Well, if that is the case, stop playing it. Petty politics. Well, you can imagine what it's like for me as Victorian. Like lockdown in Victoria was long and it was hard, but we knew that we had to do it because... We had seen that the virus had got a hold of communities and was running riot. So we were bearing these really difficult restrictions. Like we had curfews in Victoria and really limited windows to leave the house and, you know, absolutely cut off contact with people. And psychologically, it was really, really hard on us. But we did it because we had to protect ourselves in the community. And there was just a constant outpouring from News Corp about how we should, you know, just let some people die and how bad was this virus anyway. And we would just have to live with it. And the economy what was, was what was really important. And the absolute sledging of Daniel Andrews, who had the overwhelming support of people in Victoria, but they were Labor voters or not, yeah. People vote is back to what Andrews was doing because fundamentally it doesn't come down to who, who you vote for. It comes down to trying to keep yourself and your family safe. That's it, so absolutely. And people aren't silly. constant undermining mm. is just outrageous. Well, I think people are awake up, as I mentioned on the program earlier, News Poll this week has Labor 78 seats. That's how much uh, they're... Well, if an election were held tomorrow... Anthony Albanese and a Labor government would win with a majority of 78 seats. And it's probably because of stuff like this. It's not a race. You know, it's not a race. Not a race. This is not a race. And so the key is, it's not a race. It was a race, Van, and unfortunately, we've lost. And unfortunately more people will probably die because of it. Oh, well, they've started to. I mean, we have people on ventilators in New South Wales. This is the gold standard of, um, of care, apparently, mm. was a, a lockdown that everybody knew should have taken place earlier and a vaccine rollout that was promised and never delivered. Yeah. And, you know, if you're Prime Minister of this country and you don't think it's a race against the virus, where have you been? Yeah. Like, I don't know, uh, maybe... Uh, there needs to be uh, some sort of uh, some sort of package, which will be announced today, by the way, um, so we, to get us through this. The New South Wales Treasurer has been speaking, Van, to his federal counterpart, uh, Josh Frydenberg, the 
prime ministers involved and, and also the Premier. So today we're expecting a big announcement on some sort of uh, rescue package, financial package for and rent assistance and rent relief and all the rest of it. It's not JobKeeper Mark II, thank goodness. It'll go directly to employees rather than big business, and that is good news. Well, it's good news that there's going to be some financial support. Again, it's overdue. Again, it's very interesting that when Victoria had its recent lockdown, this kind of support was flatly refused. True. But I've got to Mm. say, you roll out that list of names. Oh, (laughs) Prime Minister, just Frydenberg, the the Premier, the New South Wales Treasurer. Frankly, Marcus, I'm not really inspired with confidence. That's the crew who are going to be able to patch everything together and get us over the line. Mm, I don't know. Maybe they need to be told off. Yeah, look, I don't know. I I really don't know. A story today that piqued my interest is that some commentators are being told to go a little harder on Gladys. (laughs) Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Nobody tells me here what to say, Van, but apparently down the road, according to the Australian newspaper, management are telling certain commentators now to start picking on the government. I mean, they shouldn't be told to do anything. No, that's not really how the media is supposed to work. Like, I'm all for one, like, be honest and open what your opinions are, but this idea that media is a weapon to um, to wield, uh, that can be turned on or turned off, especially, it's like, this is the problem. Like, it destroys the, the credibility of communication, and that's the last thing we need in a crisis which is only going to be managed by facts. Go hard on her now. Why weren't you going hard on her when we were actually in the window, when lockdowns would have made a difference and heated off the situation that we're in now? Oh, that's the responsibility. That's the responsibility of what we're supposed to be doing here. Or when perhaps she fronted the Independent Commission Against Corruption and said, I don't need to know about that. But Anyway, uh, let's let's move away from that rubbish van. Good to talk to you. I, I know you're in Sydney at the moment. Uh, gee whiz, how long do you think it'll be until you can get out of Sydney lockdown and head back down to Victoria? Well, this is the thing. The newspaper is saying this morning that mm. there is modelling that says if New South Wales doesn't introduce stage four restrictions, we could be in this situation until Christmas. That was what I just read before I came on the program. Oh, and you know, I'm I'm not I'm in um, in New South Wales because my mother lives here, and my mother's got some serious health issues, which is why I came here. I'm sorry, to my hear partner that. is across the border in Victoria. Yeah. You know, and I don't know when I'll see him again. And this isn't the worst story of coronavirus, of but it's our story, and Everybody so many other one. thousands of people are in similar situations. And that's why the government have got to step up, take responsibility and sort this out. All right, Van. Uh, Good luck. We will chat to you next week. Thank you. Oh, you're the best, Marcus. Take care, darling. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. There she is, the Guardian's Van Batten.